Welcome to the Warrior Mama podcast, as we learn how to apply God's Word to our lives in motherhood, finding in big and small ways that the truth of the gospel applies not just to our lives as moms, but also to our children's lives, so that as we stand anchored in Him, we mother confidently with our hearts at rest. I'm so glad you're joining me today at the kitchen table. Welcome back to the kitchen table. We are in the middle of our series that has been centered on building a foundation on the gospel in our motherhood. And what we've been talking about is all the places and the ways that we struggle with our kids or we're not sure what to do, the things that we all kind of experience, whether it's the fussy teenager, the temper tantrum toddler, the, the kids who fight, the child who's fearful. We've been talking about how we view that moment in time through the lens of the gospel because there is an answer for all of these things in scripture. Often though, I think I have fallen into the trap of thinking, well, what should I do? And so I immediately turn around and get the opinions of my friends who maybe have a child who's older, the opinions of my mom, the opinions of a great book that's out there. And those opinions aren't necessarily wrong, but what I've been wanting us to change our lens about is if the opinion we're seeking is actually not a God-centered opinion, meaning the answer for it is found in scripture, then when there is a storm of life that comes, when it becomes harder than the moment, when the season with this child is not changing, it's not getting better, an erosion happens in the foundation of our motherhood. And we've looked at that passage in Matthew where Jesus says, hey, you need to build your house on the rock. Because there are going to be storms that come and winds that blow and rains that fall down. And if you are not on a strong foundation, your house will fall. And for us in motherhood, I believe we have an enemy. I think you can absolutely agree with me. We have an enemy who wants nothing more than to convince you that either you're no good at this mothering thing, somebody else would be better. Sometimes he'll convince us that's not a big deal, that anybody can do this. Sometimes he'll convince us that they'll just grow through it and get over it. You just can ignore it. And what we're learning this summer is that you and I have a beautiful period of time with our kids where we get to create an environment to introduce them to the one who is their savior. He is the one who is their life changer. He is the one who is their redeemer, their helper, and their friend. And that is an important role that we hold. And today we're going to be talking about an area of life that maybe some of us don't see it as a problem. Definitely an area of life. When I work with younger moms, we have conversations about this a lot because I think it's just changed a lot in the last 25 years. 
Isn't that crazy to think I've been doing this mother thing for 25 years and I still only have a seven-year-old? I'm going to be doing it for a while. No, the, the thing that I've seen change has, I believe, come about because we have the availability of our phones and the availability of media in front of us. And what I've seen change is around the concept of meals, errand running, all the mundane places in our motherhood. And I, I want to treat this week with some care and with some gentle grace, but also again, if you are sitting with me at truly at my kitchen table, I would look you in the eye and I would say, I love you and I am for your relationship with your child. And I want to speak into a place that could just be a blind spot for you because culturally I see it as a blind spot. So today we're talking, I've called this building a foundation in the middle of the mundane. So these are all the places of our life that happen just every day. There's not much drama around these places. So we've been talking about lots of dramatic seasons with our kids, right? And today we're just talking about the mundane. We're talking about meals. We're talking about grocery stores. We're talking about going out to dinner, just maybe even doing errands around the house. These mundane parts of our life that our kids are right there with us in. Do we see them with a gospel lens of how we can use those moments to create an environment that highlights Jesus? Or are we just trying to get through those moments because we don't see them as anything more than mundane? So really quickly, let's go back over the six principles of motherhood that we find in the Word of God. And then we're going to dive into How do these six principles come to life in these mundane moments? So the first one is that your child has great value and worth to God. And we push that down. We found it in Isaiah 43. We can find it in lots of passages of scripture. But your child is dearly loved, uniquely created by God for express purposes that he has for him or for her. And God is invested in your child's life. Number two We are called to separate the sin from the sinner. Their sin is not their identity. And when we understand the gospel that we are being made new and renewal is ongoing, if we have a child who's already saved, we understand that a little bit more. But even with our children who are not saved, we are looking at and saying, this does not define you. You are a sinner, but you're, you know, we are looking and showing them This sin is in need of a savior. And the way then that we introduce those conversations is point number three was we're going to allow for an understanding of heart motivations. We're going to take time to explore their heart. Why? Because God explores the heart of man. And so he explores the heart of man in order to unveil it, to highlight our need for a savior. And that is the gift that we have, even especially in the mundane moments with our kids that we're going to get into and talk about in a little bit. And then number four is that there is grace and forgiveness 
that follows repentance. So when we've uncovered their heart motivations, if it's an area of that they're maybe misbehaving or even in areas that just show an unbelief, once we can uncover and help them see, oh, what motivates that? What are you believing down in there? Then with repentance, there's grace and there is forgiveness. That is just scripturally, we know that God's kindness leads to repentance. We know 1 John 1, 9, Titus 3, 4 through 8. We have anchored those scriptures into that concept. And then number five, my job and your job with our children is a threefold thing. This is what I have said from the beginning. Your job is to offer a hope pivot. You are not their hope. So we've talked about that with our teenagers, especially you are not their hope giver promising that all will be well. You are a hope pivoter pivoting them to their hope. Who is Jesus? You offer them a hand to hold as you walk together, but you are not their source of strength. They need God to be their source of strength. You walk with them because you also need God to be your source of strength. So you offer a hand to hold and you offer companionship in that. And then finally, you offer help in the healing, but you are not their healer. Again, these are God roles that it can be easy for us as mamas to fall into and say, oh, I am your hope. Oh, I am your help. Oh, I am your healer. And the truth is we are not. And we want to give them a very clear picture of who is. And then number six of these principles is that God intimately knows your child. He is the source of information, therefore, for you about your child. If he knows everything that's going on in the heart of your child, he can help you understand their motivations. If he knows exactly what's going on and what they need and what kind of a gospel truth they need in that moment, you can trust he will make that clear to you. Pray to him. Seek him. That's why a warrior mama's prayer journal is out there for you to get because it will help you pray fiercely for your child. You can find that prayer journal on the show notes. You can find it on bethanykimsey.co. You can find that prayer journal. And can I tell you, you need to buy that prayer journal. It will change the way you pray for your child, the way you intercede for your child, and the way you seek God out, asking him to show you your child. But God intimately knows your child. And he wants to walk with you and show you how to walk with your child. So here we go. So those are the principles that we have. And so today we're talking about mundane moments, just the stuff of the day. How can we bring God into the stuff of the day where it doesn't turn into a weird Jesus juke? Well, that's important, right? Because maybe you're a little bit who you kind of grew up and everything felt like a Jesus juke. Like, you know, you're, I don't know, talking about something that's nothing. And next thing you know, you're in a lecture about who God is. And that made you as a child even tune out or become resentful. And so you don't want to do that with your child. And I know that that's true for a lot of us because I've sat with you and I've talked with you about this and we work through this in some different courses that I have for you. And in the warrior motherhood community, we really work that out and, and help you understand there's a difference 
and how you speak about Jesus to your child so it doesn't come off like a Jesus juke. And I don't know if you even know, I'm, I use that word because it is in my head. I, I, made, I don't know if I made it up. I don't know. But it's like that juke out, you know, that, that little like tap to the side and then they just kind of punch you with Jesus, this Jesus moment that's kind of empty and doesn't really help. We don't want to do that with our children. We want even in the mundane moments for Jesus to be so alive within us that he spills out with this refreshing water. That's what he promises in John. He says that streams of living water will flow out of us. And and that water is satisfying. It tastes good. We see that all through scripture. God beckons us and says, come and taste and see. And if you are not tasting and seeing, you're not in your word. You're not seeing Jesus for who he truly is. Can I tell you that just being mundane with your kids and having Jesus come alive is going to be hard for you because you're not just spilling out because you're not connected with Jesus in such a way that he would. How do you get there where where Jesus is spilling out of you, oozing with this beautiful winsomeness that your kids like delight in hearing about and talking about. How do you do that? Because I've had moms ask me that. They're like, Bethany, how do you do it? It always feels so contrived. It always feels like it's stilted, like I'm turning into a lecturer about a Bible verse. How do you do it? And the first thing I want to tell you with everything in me, oh my gosh, it makes me want to cry. I want you to be in your word. I want you to, in your personal life, make much of God's word so that you can know Jesus more and Jesus can be made much of for you. You, as a redeemed child of God, Mama, have the Holy Spirit living inside of you He is your counselor and your teacher. He will make God's word come clear. If you want more help with that, we have a community that is launching in August. It's called the Warrior Motherhood Community. And we are working with moms in community, in intimate groups, helping you learn God's word for yourself first and so that it will pour out of you to others. I also have on my website a Bible study called Resetting Your Mind in Motherhood. It is designed to give you this entry level, let me tell you about the gospel so that these phrases can pour out of you to your children in the mundane moments of, hey, you know, God's mercy will cover up your mistake right now. Like he loves you so much right here in whatever issue you're dealing with in that moment. Or, you know, you can sit in a place of knowing that God's peace will always pursue your heart and therefore will always pursue your child's heart because that's the gospel. So get in God's word, grab the things that we have offered through warrior motherhood resources. We want you to be growing and to be uh, maturing in your faith because it will allow you to be a warrior mother who stands in those moments and speaks about Jesus in a way that your children want to hear. So now what are these mundane moments that I'm going to 
I feel like a little bit step on some toes in the next few minutes. I want you to understand that there is great beauty in the immediate moments with your children. In fact, I have a saying just, it's in my own personal landscape of thoughts. And so I've used it in here. I think it's probably clunky. It's not great, but it's definitely, I think, a God-given phrase, which is there is holiness in this immediate moment. My job is to be so connected to Jesus that I see it. And then I can have a conversation about it. But there's holiness in this immediate moment. Whether I'm doing dishes and my little one wants to help me dry them, or maybe he wants to stand on a stool and help wash and it's just a hot, wet, splashy mess, there's holiness there. There's holiness when my child is throwing a temper tantrum on the floor because they can't tie their shoes and they don't want my help, but they also can't do it. And I want to lose my mind because we just need to get out the door. There's actually holiness in that immediate moment. And if I can stay tied to Jesus, I can hear from him how it's holy. And I can offer a point to the hope that this child has who can't tie his own shoes. And I can offer a hand to hold, and I can offer an opportunity for there to even be healing of his very frustrated little heart, right? As long as I stay tuned in to there's holiness in this immediate moment. But it's so easy in our culture right now to disconnect from the immediate moment and get stuff done. So I see many, many mamas disconnecting from immediate moments, whether it's in a restaurant with your kids, whether it's in the grocery store with your children, whether it's driving from point A to point B around town and you disconnect from the holiness of this immediate moment with your child and you allow your child to disconnect from you. And instead you offer a device or a movie or your phone in some way. And I want to say that I love you deeply. Thousands of you listen every week and every month to this podcast. And I am cautious about this one today because I don't want this to come across like I am lecturing you, (laughs) that I am Jesus juking you in this moment and giving you the quick band-aid of, we'll just talk about Jesus and stop giving them your phone because that's not what I'm saying. What I am saying is in our culture, it has become very easy for me to be very busy and to be consumed with a lot of getting things done moments that my children become a little bit of an impediment for. They're a distraction in that moment. They slow me down. And so Because that happens, I look for what I can do to help them be occupied so that I can get things done. I look for ways that they can be occupied so I can have a good meal, maybe with my husband out in a restaurant. And I understand that feeling. I do. But I want to challenge you there today. Because if we believe these six overarching principles in motherhood, 
and that these six concepts are what allow us and help us and give us the the lane to run in to set an environment in our home that makes Jesus become alive to our children. If that's what we believe, that they have a great worth to God, that that they're they are a sinner in need of a savior, but that their heart motivation needs to be unpacked and uncovered. Why? Because it makes Jesus come alive, that then we can have a conversation that leads to repentance and grace and forgiveness can cover it. And then we can understand that through all of that, God knows our child the best. And he has designed that child to live in our home because he knows I'm the best mama for that child when I'm surrendered to God. When all, if I am standing on those principles in my motherhood, then the grocery store that feels hard with four kids under the age of five, all in the buggies and all walking and all grabbing things. And I know that life. I have lived that life for a lot of years. And it feels easier to do it a different way. I want to encourage you and help you understand there's holiness in that immediate moment. And it may mean that you have to get girded up and almost understand that you're suiting up for battle as you get ready to unload everybody from your car and get into the grocery store. And you may feel like this is the hardest thing you've ever done. And you probably will struggle through several grocery store visits as you begin to teach your children a different way of going through the grocery store. I understand that. And with great softness and kindness, I want to say to you, it is worth it though to plow that ground. It is worth it to shop with your child in the buggy and straight up only have conversations with your child as you're getting what you need. It is worth it to go to restaurants on purpose with your child, knowing this whole time we're in this restaurant, we're learning how to sit and have good conversations and listen and be calm and amuse yourself with a toy or a book and talk to mommy and daddy, that those are worth it moments. And that training is valuable because it connects you to them. Your child was born to be connected to you. God chose your child to be your child because he knew your connection with that child was going to be one of the most valuable ones on this earth. He also entrusted this child to you because he knew that you surrendered to him. were going to give the most beautiful picture of Jesus to your child. So don't miss the mundane moments where this groundwork is laid. The groundwork, it, I promise you it is laid in the, semi-awful restaurant visits where you or dad has to take the child out and quietly have a conversation outside for a few minutes before you can rejoin the family at the table. Or the groundwork is laid when you're in the grocery store and the meltdown is happening or the incessant asking for things is happening or even the five and six-year-old is trudging behind you whining that they don't want to be here is happening And you do have to take the time to offer correction 
and conversation to unpack heart motivations to a point to how, who can help them in that moment, who can give them the hope that they have for that moment, even in a grocery store. Groundwork is laid. There is holiness in this immediate moment. We just need to begin to be wise and see those moments. And they're hard. I know they're hard. There are so many years where I have been so tired and so done and so not sure that I'm going to be nice in the next moment to my little ones. And I've wanted to be nice and yet I am as raw feeling and overstimulated and I just want to be by myself feelings. I know and I understand that. So we need to go back to some truths. And we need to anchor in them for ourselves before we unload the children from the car seats to go into wherever we're going or before we enter into the kitchen and and do the errands or the chores of the day around the house. We need to be connected to the one who walks with us and helps us, right? Isaiah 4011, I have shared it many times on this podcast. It to me though is a is a verse that the Holy Spirit will bring to my mind over and over in one little quick phrase. Bethany, I will gently lead you today. You see, Isaiah 4011 says he will tend his flock like a shepherd. He will gather the lambs in his arms. He will carry them in his bosom and he will gently lead those that are with young. He walks with you. Later on in that passage, this is the passage where it, when we say, I feel like God has abandoned me today. I feel like I can't do anymore. Those feelings that wash over us in waves. So we want to check out and we just want to get through you and I need to learn how to fight against those feelings with God's truth. The enemy will wage war in your mind and say, it doesn't matter here. God's not listening. He's not paying attention. He doesn't care. He won't help you. He hasn't helped you all day. You've been in a struggle all day with this child, whatever. He's going to come at you. And Isaiah 40 is this hallmark passage that Isaiah says this. He says that you will often ask, my way is hidden from the Lord. My right has been disregarded by my God. Where you'll wonder, I think I'm forgotten. I think God's not paying attention. He is not helping. This day has been the worst. And so in that mundane moment, recognizing holiness again, the privilege that you have is hard. But God's word will, it will satisfy you. In Isaiah 40, God promises to gently lead you. That's verse 11. And then later on in verse 28 through 31, it's probably my favorite. It says, have you not known? Have you not heard? And for me, I always feel like God's like Bethany. I know we talked about this yesterday, but have you not known? Have you not heard? The Lord is the everlasting God, the creator of the ends of the earth. He does not faint or grow weary. And I do. I do. Every day. 
but he doesn't. And then it says, his understanding is unsearchable. It's unlimited. You cannot come to the end of it and find a place where God goes, I don't know what to do with this situation. So my understanding is very searchable. (laughs) Many days I have no understanding. And I'm like, I have no idea what to do with this kid or this moment. I don't know how to handle this temper tantrum in this store. And I'm completely embarrassed. I don't know how to get this child to behave in a restaurant. I don't know how to get this child to stop whining at me when I'm, all I'm trying to do is unload the dishes and fold some laundry. How do I help this child learn how to play? These mundane moments. But my understanding is limited. But God's isn't. And then it says, He gives power to the faint. And to him who has no might, he increases strength. Y'all, this passage is for a mom. Even youths shall faint and be weary, and young men shall fall exhausted. And here is the whole spin. This is the moment. But, but they who wait for the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings like eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. You see this verse in a lot of ways. We we preach this verse. We talk about this verse. But let's put this verse in practical moments of our motherhood and understand that God says, I will walk with you so that you will not faint today. That you won't be weary today. That you will have understanding today in this moment. I want you to understand something. Car rides and grocery store runs and walking around Target or Walmart, wherever you go with your child, sitting in restaurants with your girlfriends or your husband or your family and your little ones are beautiful moments where you can engage your child, where you can have conversations with your child and you can teach them how to enjoy those moments with you because they're connected to you. No, they're not moments where we're preaching at our children big Jesus jukes about who God is and how wonderful he is, who he is as we stroll through the towel department and pick out our swim towels for this summer. But they are moments of connection that set up and highlight the truths that we believe about motherhood, that our child has great value and worth to God. And one way we teach our child that they are highly valued to God is we say and we act out the truth that they're highly valued to us and we are incredibly interested in them, even as we're trying to get our grocery list done. So with my two and three-year-olds, I write down a grocery list and hand it to them to hold on to with a pencil. And no, they can't read and no, they can't do any of that stuff. But I have over the years learned the value of giving everybody something to do as we get through the store and we're talking about it. When my children are three to five, we have conversations about learning to read and see how much everything costs. So we read, tell me how much that is because I'm about to buy flour. How much is the red flour? And they can tell me numbers. Tell me the number. I just want, they don't know, have to know even how to say it in terms of dollars. What number do you see? Oh, you see a three. Well, this one says it's a two. Is three bigger or less than two? Okay, let's get the one that's two. They don't need to know money. We're having conversation. 
All we're doing is having conversation. Why? Because they're of great value and worth to me. And I'm in a place and they're joining me in that place. And so we're going to be together in that place. We're not going to be disconnected from one another. We're going to be together in that place. Will that require more energy of you? Yes, it will. It will. But the good news of Isaiah 40 is that you will not grow weary and you will not faint. Why? Not because you have it in you and you can just summon it up and be like the best mom ever. Do not believe that lie. You will be able to have the energy you need because God promises to give you his energy powerfully working in you. You need to tie into him. You need to center your mind on him. So my kids learned early on with me that we would pull into any grocery store or any place that we were going, restaurant, anything. And I don't just quickly pile out of the car because I'm pretty weak in those public areas. And I need to have a set point with the Lord before I step in. Mainly because my own brain, I just, I immediately revert to, you know, oh my gosh, don't anybody do anything. Don't step out of line. Everybody be blah, blah. I just, it's hard for me. That's just me being honest. These are not easy spaces. These are places that I have had to learn how to do this because it was not natural or easy. I did learn it before the advent of phones. Isn't that crazy? Because I've been mothering for so long of little ones. We didn't have phones when my 24 and 23 year old were in shopping buggies. So I had a 24, well, not. So I had a four-year-old, a three-year-old, a one-year-old and a baby in shopping buggies for many years like that, because all my kids, the way their birth order falls, I always had a lot of kids under the age of five. And I didn't learn how to do this with a phone. So I totally understand the fact that this is a relearning for many of you. I want you to understand that I'm here to help you. You can send me emails. You can reach me on Instagram and ask me questions. I had a ton of questions last week, lots of messages about that. I would love to ask your, answer your questions or give you good ideas of practical ways to do this. Over in the Warrior Motherhood community, we're doing exactly this in very intimate settings and in ways that apply just for you and your kid. We kind of pro- help you problem solve what's going on with your child and that. Membership is opening up the first week of August. We would love for you to join us there. And finally, I want you to know that you need to pray for your child. It will change your heart for your child the more you spend time praying for your child. A Warrior Mama's Prayers Journal is available to help you do just that. It is a rhythm of praying. It is a year-long book. So it's designed for you to go month by month back through the same scripture verses, journaling that scripture again, praying that again for your child, seeing where God was last month with that scripture and where he is now, but interceding for the life of your child. That prayer will do more for helping you in the mundane moments and and seeing the holiness of this immediate moment than anything else I can tell you to do. Connect with the God who created your child and connect through his word. There is great power in standing 
in the promises and the truths of Scripture. Have a great week this week. Thanks for listening this week to the Warrior Mama podcast. If you enjoyed this episode and you'd like to help support other Warrior Mamas, I'll tell you that one of the best ways that you can do is you can just share this podcast with your friends. You know, sometimes we love to talk about the things we like the most for our face, for our life, for our kids. Can I tell you that it would be a great blessing to begin to share with other moms the things that God is teaching you and the ways that He is growing you in Him. Our prayer over here at the Warrior Mama Podcast is that this podcast is something that does that for you in your life. So feel free to share it with your friends, post about it on social media, and of course, leave a rating and a review. I love seeing what God is doing in your lives. And I look forward to sitting with you at the kitchen table again next week.